I think for the longest time I was in my own head about everything. I was like, I'm too young to be doing this. And it's it's interesting, right? So you have all these goals and all this, but then you end up being the one to get in your way. The fir- you're the first one. I think it was very important to fail and just consistently fail and then fail again. And it teaches you like, you're in this business. It's not easy, as you said earlier. And you decide like, do you want to be here really? And so I think that's something that you need to figure out on your own where you don't have any, like, I think it's super good to have a team like basis in your company. And like, you have like your mentors, but I think it's really good to fail. Hello, and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Agent Podcast. Today, I'm here with my friend Amanda out of Santa Barbara, California. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So as to my typical first question, why real estate? Wow. Okay. So real estate for me is bigger than what everyone sees it as like the commission checks. It's more of to be able to educate people on the options when it comes to home buying or selling. My family, we never owned a home growing up. We lived in a two bedroom apartment and we made it work. Um, And a majority of that was because they never had the financial tools and the educational means to understand that it is actually very attainable to own a home. And so I wanted to be able to do that and help out other people. And so they know their options basically on the table. So by they, I'm assuming you mean your family or your parents, right? They as them eventually. And then my clients that I serve now. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about your family dynamic growing up. What did your parents do? Um, my mom did payroll at a Chevron refinery back home in LA okay. and my dad had his own business. He does like merchandise creation for native Americans on the reservations out here in California. Okay. Yeah. So what did, what did you learn about business growing up? That's a good question. Um, not much. I just learned the mindset that comes with it, that if you want something in life, it's not going to be easy. And it, you have to see it before anyone else sees it at the end of the day, because, I'm 19 doing real estate and everyone kind of sees it as like, you're not going to make it like who's going to buy a home from a 19 year old. And there's all these like odds kind of stacked up against. And so I know in my heart that I'm doing this for me and my family. So I see it. I see my goals like lined up and whatever anyone says, I'm just like, okay, thank you so much for that feedback. So moral of the story, I would say you have to have your goals. And just believe them because no one else is going to see that for you. And just consistently day after day, you come in at 6 a.m., you leave at 8 p.m., you leave before, you leave after everyone else is gone and you just keep working hard towards your goals to create that name for yourself and your community. Amanda, where does your drive and ambition come from? Um, I have a nine-year-old sister at home and she is probably the only thing in this life that like that would keep me going. And her biggest goal is to have a pool one day. And so coming from like an apartment, that was never possible. And so I wanted to be able to provide that like pool and that dynamic for her where she doesn't have to worry about anything. I want to be able to teach her that generational wealth mentality and just be able to set her up where she doesn't have to. I don't want her to not work, but I want her to understand that you are not limited by where you come from or who you are, that anything can be like breakable. And so I want to like be that guide for her in life. That's beautiful. Yeah. That Congratulations to both Thank of you on that. Thank you. So you're 19 years old. You're just getting yeah. started in real estate. 
Correct. You are in a beautiful community of Santa Barbara, California, packed with multi-million dollar homes, wealth, and a very competitive market. Yes. What are you doing? What does your day look like in harvesting leads for yourself? Well, as of right now, um, I started back in July and I signed up with Berkshire Hathaway, thankfully. Okay. And it's been a, it's been very welcoming, very, just a great environment, so to say. And I was coming in day after day, um, no idea what I was doing. I was just doing all this stuff that made it, you know, you think all of this stuff in the moment is like the thing that is going to help you get business. And of course it's all the small stuff added up, but I was spending like six hours trying to do my website. I have no website creation skills whatsoever, but I was trying to learn on WordPress and eventually a team's ended up seeing me working hard. And so now I'm working alongside them for a little bit and I'm gaining a bunch of knowledge and skill set, and I'm learning how to talk with people about real estate. And it's not just where I'm faking it. I'm starting to learn what I'm saying and it makes sense to me. So it's starting to make sense to clients now. And so I would say that would be my lead generation right now. I'm doing all these open houses and just trying to put myself out there. I think for the longest time I was in my own head about everything. I was like, I'm too young to be doing this. And it's it's interesting, right? So you have all these goals and all this, but then you end up being the one to get in your way. The you're the first one. Always. And, right? And so um, I was like, oh, I can't door knock. No one's going to take me seriously. Like they're just going to like laugh in my face and say I'm too young. And at open houses, I would get like from other agents, how old are you? Like in front of their clients. And so it was just very like defeating and so in this recent month, I've come into full circle. I'm like, yes, I'm young, but that's like an advantage. Like I know marketing. I know like how to, I, there's a lot that is on the table now that is like a newfound confidence. And so I'm very excited. I have an open house this weekend. I'm door knocking tomorrow. And so there's just a bunch of stuff in motion that I'm very, I'm looking forward to. I think a lot of people are afraid at entertaining the idea of joining a team? What would you say to that person that's afraid to join a team? Um, I totally understand the fear of joining the team, but I think it's less of fear of joining the team and not being enough. I think it's fear of like the commission cut. Is that what like you mean by that? Like, No, it's just really a, a general question. I think oh, okay. there's a lot of reasons people could be afraid to join a team, right? It could be, yeah. it could be the, the dollar mm -hmm. split. And what that looks like, it could be having to deliver on somebody else's terms. Yeah. It could be, quote unquote, having a boss. Yeah. Or, um, or it could just be the fact that maybe they just want to be solo. Okay. You know, okay. Like so long, long term. But what, what would you tell somebody, you know, you, you didn't start on a team. You've recently joined a team. Yeah. Do you wish, I get, let me rephrase the question a little different. Do you wish you joined a team sooner? No. Okay. So yeah. let's talk about that. Okay. I think it was very important to fail and just consistently fail and then fail again. And it teaches you like, you're in this business. It's not easy, as you said earlier. And you decide like, do you want to be here really? And so I think that's something that you need to figure out on your own where you don't have any, like, I think it's super good to have a team like basis in your company. And like, you have like your mentors, but I think it's really good to fail. And I will stand by that statement forever, you know, because when you fail, you learn who you are and what you really want from your life. And so 
if I had that team, I think I would have leaned on them too much. And I wouldn't have had, I would have had a safety net instead of just figuring it out for myself. And I think that was like vital into the success that's to come in a failing. So you mentioned a keyword there and that was decide or decision, right? Like mm-hmm. you made a decision that you are going to be a real estate agent, period. Mm-hmm. The how doesn't matter. You will figure that out as you go, but you made that decision. Yeah. I want to be a real estate agent. I want to help buyers and sellers with their homes in order to create a better life for both them and myself and my nine-year-old sister. Yeah. How did you arrive at that decision and committing to that decision to see it through? Because that's what you just said. You just said, I made a decision and I've committed to see it through, right? So how did you arrive there? Because I know 40, 50, 60-year-olds that can't make a decision and (laughs) commit to seeing it through. Yeah. Well, I think the decision to continuously like push through came from not wanting to walk away and end up moving back home and just looking back at like my hometown and saying, yeah, that didn't work. You know, here's the next thing. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be that one that comes back into town and everyone's like, oh yeah, you're selling real estate, you know, like tell me about that. And so, um, I made a pact where I wouldn't go home until I sold something. And so ended up selling something and the rest was history. So now I go home all the time kind of thing. And yeah, I think that's a, I don't know if that answers the question to the full terms, but I would say that was my, my decision because you're, you lay in bed and you're, you're thinking, you're just like, is this, is this for me? You know, you're just like, I'm not making any money. I have college bills to pay. I pay for my own rent, my car payment, my car insurance, and nothing's coming in. And you start taking other jobs at night and stuff. And I was just like, I think, I think, okay, I'm going to re-answer my question. So I think it came from learning all the sacrifice that I was doing for like five months into it. And I said, I can't quit on myself five months in because what is this next month going to hold? This month can be everything that I've wanted. And if I give up now, I'm never going to know what can happen. So that was my decision basis. And so I think I was sacrificing a lot. I was working like night positions, like, and so I'd go in, I'd be here from like seven until eight and then go and have some dinner from eight until 11. And then I had to work 11 until 7am. And so I was like sacrificing sleep and like family and friends in order to make it here. And so if I was to quit on that, then that would have been like the biggest disappointment. And I would have never been able to come back from that kind of thing in a way, you know, I would have never been able to look at myself and say like, I, or I would have always been looking and saying, what would have happened if I continuously just kept pushing past that and didn't give up? So that would be my decision basis. I love it. Yeah. So what are your goals for 2022? What are your goals for this year? Okay. I like that. Those? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, hmm, that, that's a trickier one. The reason I think it's tricky for me personally, I know you're supposed to have a set idea because that's what you're working towards. But I also had these goals last year when I first started that I was going to sell a house by my 19th birthday. Okay. That did work. I'm going to sell a house by the end of October. Okay. I'm going to sell a house by the end of November. And when all of this stuff was failing to meet, you know, you just set yourself up for like that. Uh, what am I doing in this industry? And so I think it's kind of week by week where you set like these small goals and then at each month I'm like, okay, let's look back at this week and what we set ourselves up for at the end of the month. And hopefully as it comes on and you keep doing the right things week by week, 
the rest will play out how it's supposed to. So I know that's not, it's an open a- answer kind of question. Hey, if it works for you, that's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask you questions? Yeah, sure. Why not? What are it's your goals convers- for 2022? Conversation. Okay, awesome. Uh, my goals for 2022. So yeah. I want to get this podcast in excess of 100,000 downloads. Very nice. Which means I'm impacting 100,000 plus agents, theoretically. Yeah. Even though I know there's obviously a lot of the same listeners are listening to different episodes, but yeah. you know, I'll go. Uh, I ended 2021 with just over 3,000. So my goal is to, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 exit of what yeah. I'm doing, right? To get it to 100,000 plus. And my goal is to complete 50 transactions. Amazing. For, for real estate deals and yeah. um, keep my family healthy and safe as we navigate the world that we're living in right now. Yeah. That's it. Those are my, those are my three goals. Is I love to that. Make an impact on agents and move real estate transactions, you know, through the mm-hmm. pipeline. Yeah. Take care of my family and the rest will work itself out. You know, Always. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. And uh, for me, the one of the most exciting parts of those goals is the podcast. I love talking to people. I love meeting people. Mm-hmm. And I've built an incredible network in a short time of unbelievable people that we can help each other and we can help each other do better, both yeah. individually and for the greater good which is what I like about what I'm doing today. Yeah. And Ray, so you said you like talking to people. Where does that come from? I know you that you had, you've had multiple businesses and so you learn a lot from there, but what does it come from, from your childhood that you learned that talking to people is your thing and that's your passion? You know, I never thought it was my thing, to be okay. honest with you. I, if you asked me to describe myself, mm-hmm. So I've taken all these different assessments over the years, you know, personality assessments, strengths assessments, that kind of thing. But my number one strength in the Clifton assessment was relater. Mm-hmm. My number one, which means I can relate to people and situations. And I didn't know that. I mean, I've always been good with people and I've always been able to be a chameleon, you know, like blend in in any crowd, any demographic, talk, have a conversation, learn, you know, bring value, whatever. Yeah. But I like to be alone. Like I do my best work when I'm alone is the truth. When I can just, you know, jump in my headphones, put on whatever music I want and create and build whatever it is. Um, But I love sharing stories. I love learning about people. I have a deep thirst to be better. Yeah. So I always want that next version of myself. And to me, I get to get that next version of myself by having conversations with people, right? Because every conversation I get to have with somebody, and that's how I look at it. Like, I get to talk to you today. Like, that is a privilege, right? Because you didn't have to say yes. You could have not shown up. Mm -hmm. I could have never asked. So, like, I get to have a conversation. And to me, there's a responsibility that comes with that, which is to make an impact and deliver value to you personally, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I hope you walk away going, dude, that was an awesome conversation, Yeah. And I really enjoyed meeting Ray. And we talked about some stuff that like I didn't expect to talk about on a quote unquote real estate podcast. Yeah. You know, like my goal is not to talk about properties. My goal is to have real authentic conversations with people about life and what is happening to them, with them, in their life, because all of that is relative to your business, right? Like I didn't have a traditional childhood. 
and we can go into that another time. Mm -hmm. But I have always had a deep desire knowing that there is more out there and that yeah. I can be more than what I was taught I could be, right? I love that. Or, or what I was shown I could be, or by the limitations placed on me by other people that yeah. didn't know how to get, do, create, whatever, better. So for me, I look at what we're doing right here is an opportunity to grow together. And ultimately, that's what I want to bring to the world, right? And that's, it's the same for my kids. I want my kids to be, do, have, whoever, whatever they are. My only goal is to teach them on how to feel good, right? Like if you're going to do something, does it feel good? Have you thought it through? Do you understand the consequences of the impact for you and the other person? But for me, I was never taught to like feel good, right? And if you feel good, like you're talking about how much time you put into your business and then balancing life and going to dinner and then not sleeping through the night. And then you got to sleep two or three hours during the day and get back up and do it all over again. Yeah. If you feel good doing that, then you're on the right path. Yeah. Right. If you don't feel good doing that, then you're creating resistance and not allowing energy to flow and you're blocking what you are designed or built or made to do. Yeah, completely. And that's the difference, right? So for you, you're 19 years old. You want to be a real estate agent. And your goal is to figure out the business, period. It doesn't yeah. matter how long it takes you, whether it's six months or the next year or the next two years, but that's your objective. And Look, it's true what they say. 90% of it is just showing up. So congratulations yeah. for just showing up, you know? <laughs> Thank you. The other 10% of it, if you decided that this is what you want to do, it'll come. You just yeah. have to keep going through what you're doing, but it doesn't have to be a grind, right? Like it doesn't have to be a bad experience. And for me, that's one of the things that I wish I was taught at a young age is mm -hmm. that it doesn't have to be a bad experience. It doesn't have to be painful. The whole point of life in the process is to enjoy it, you know? And when you hear that term, enjoy the journey, because it's not the destination, like there is so much truth to that statement, but I didn't understand that fully till like recently, you know? And that's why I had so many different businesses because I was like, okay, boom, onto the next one, boom, onto the next one, boom, onto the next one. And one of the things that I didn't learn until, I don't know, probably five years ago. So in my early forties, was that I was always in survival. I never learned how to thrive. Yeah. So when I quote unquote made it, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, whichever or all of those categories, I never got into thrive mode. Yeah. I was still in survival mode. So I ended up going backwards and had to kind of reevaluate what I was doing and what was happening and then, you know, remaneuver to where I was going. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how we got here, but... No, I like it. Yeah. As you know, as the question that you were asking me, as far as like, what are my goals? Like at this point, those are my goals. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to accomplish. And I'm trying to enjoy the process a lot more than I was ever shown to. Yeah. And I think that's great because not a lot of people, one, have that care for people in the world anymore. And I think we need more of that. And two, I think it's very good that, you know, you're trying to educate because I think I think it is very much one of those things that I I'm kind of like, okay, go, 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 trying to make a name for myself, not really like, I'm just trying to see it through, like, you know, and so it's, you're right, like, I'm not really enjoying the journey, 
it's it's a love-hate relationship because you're like, okay, just course it through, course it through day by day, but you should be like truly just grateful for every day and like grateful for the opportunity to even be present. So I think that's something that I need to start taking more accountability to do in my day-to-day. So, yeah. It'll shift and your outcome will shift. Yeah. Like that's the truth, right? Because your attitude will shift and mm-hmm. when your attitude shifts is when things will start coming to you differently right? yeah where there's not necessarily an expectation mm-hmm. it's just a matter of hey i'm thankful for what i'm doing and you know i met uh, that person yesterday and wow what a great experience it's really cool what they do yeah and there there's a saying i don't remember who it's by but it's something to the to the point of be more interested than interesting, mm-hmm. right? So that you are committing to the relationship of that person mm-hmm. and making them feel heard, making them feel loved, making them feel welcomed. Yeah. And that starts to translate into clients and those clients translate into referrals. You know, three years from now, you're going to have a whole different business than what you have today just yeah. because of that work you did over time. Yeah, completely. And I think what you said about being heard, I think is super big because I go to coffee shops here and there and I spend too much money doing that. It's like seven bucks a coffee nowadays. And so I go there and I sit down and I'm just like listening and just finally just sitting there and just like taking in life. And I will start talking with someone or I comment on the book like that he or she's reading or like, you know, just make a joke. I'm a big jokester for some reason. And then I start talking with them and you hear like, as it goes on, like a one, like a 30 minute coffee meeting that wasn't, that was never supposed to happen. They end up telling you about like why they're in Santa Barbara, you know, what they want to do, what they're doing right now, their hobbies, their passions. And you're just like, how did this even happen? But in the most, like with the most gratitude when, with that being said, you know, it's like to have the ability just to be able to reach over and just make a joke. And then that gives them the feeling of being heard. I think that's like the best feeling where someone can just, they don't know you and they just open up and tell you about like their lives. And then at the end of the conversation, they're like, how did, how did, you know, I don't even know how I told you all of that. And I'm like, no, like, I love that, you know? And so I think that's a big thing. And so I, again, I don't even know how we got to that point, but I think it is like true to that people just want to be heard, you know, and I'm one of those people as well. And so I'll be at the grocery store and someone makes a joke with me. And then I start talking about my whole life story with them. And I'm like, thank you for listening. I'll never see you again. Take care, you know? So or you may see them again. Right. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I think there's a beauty behind that, you know, that we need and thrive off our human connection. And I feel like a lot of people, especially with COVID nowadays, we don't do as much of that. And so I think we need to be more open to bringing that back in slowly as, you know, safety protocols as it comes along. Yeah. And I think it can, I think it's just done differently, right? But a lot of people don't necessarily want to do that work to learn or to do something differently. Or for me, that's one of the things this podcast has done is allow Mm -hmm. me to create these relationships and build a network and just meet and greet and help people that I would have never otherwise. Um, And that's been cool, right? That's one of the things I'm grateful for every day. It's like, again, I get to do this. Yeah. Okay. So let's take everything we talked about. Okay. And steer it back to Berkshire Hathaway and your team experience. Okay. Tell me about your brokerage and tell me about the team that you're working with. Okay. The brokerage, so Berkshire Hathaway here in Santa Barbara is great. So I 
got my license in April, but I had some issues with the DRE and the licensing numbers and whatnot. So I finally joined a brokerage in July. And so when I was interviewing with all these different ones in Santa Barbara, I'm, I'm big on like, if you want me, then you'll show it kind of thing. And I know that you're basically picking your brokerage. And so when I was going around meeting with these people, people wouldn't get back to me on email or calls for like a week. And um, I would go there and it'd be kind of like, okay, like we could do this and this, like no real like passion, you know, for their agents. And when I called, I called um, someone from LinkedIn, one of my connections that worked at Berkshire Hathaway, I was like, hey, like, do you know like the broker's number? And I called him um, and right then and there, I got like a call back five minutes later. Hey, I'm available tomorrow morning. Can you come in? And it was like that, like persistence and like that, like, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to make myself be seen with you. You were already like, okay, let's do this. And so I really appreciated that extra effort. And then the next week I ended up signing with Berkshire Hathaway. And so, yeah, so we've been here for a little bit and I wouldn't change it. It's been great, great tools, great marketing. And so it's just learning the way around and what works for you and what doesn't. And how was everyone's attitude about a 19-year-old coming to work at the at the brokerage? <laughs> well, they didn't know. Yeah, what was the reception? They they didn't know. So um, my mentor at the time, I told him because he was asking like about what I do. And I was like, yeah, I'm in college, like this and this, telling him about what I do. And um, he was like, you're 19. And I, well, I was 18 at the time, so it was even better. And he was like, you're 18. And I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, how did you find out? And then um, he, he told the broker and then it ended up just being like this thing where they knew. And then I ended up telling the team I work with now and everyone was just like, they're just like, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it kind of thing. Right. And they're just like, that's just amazing how you can do that. Ended up going from there. And the less people that knew, I was trying to keep it on the download. Cause when I was going to open houses and meeting with agents and stuff, like I would, I would just go um, to these open houses and broker opens to go network and go say like, hi, my name is Amanda Barba. If you need an agent, I'm here for open houses. I'm fully available. I have nothing else better to do kind of like idea. And so when I was putting myself out there, I tried to make sure that no one knew I was young. Cause no one's going to give an open house kind of to a 18 year old who has no idea what she's doing, but like a 23 looking young lady would make a little more sense. Right. So just skipped away from the question whenever anyone asked. And as it came out, it, it wasn't like a scandal or anything. It was just like, wow, you know, you're doing this. They're like, there's a lot of pressure on you. And I was like, yeah, I know. Thank you. And so it, till, still to this day, it's kind of like, oh, you know, you're doing good for who and like what place you're at right now. And so I would say, yeah, so it's been interesting. I don't think it like has affected any relationships for me being younger for the most part. Do you feel supported by the other agents around you? Yes, completely. So we have like a bullpen section and it's with all the newer agents and we all just sit there. And um, in the beginning in July, no one kind of came in because of COVID and progressively like within July, August, September, um, all the newer agents started forming in. And so we became like a great dynamic in there. We always mess around and have a good time. And we like the agents in there, they just closed on some escrows. And so we always are all happy for each other. We're the first to know, you know, and so I think it's a great team that we have going on outside of the team that I'm currently working with. I think the dynamic that's here is great. And I think they're starting to progressively see that younger people are starting real estate and to start like filtering them in slowly, but surely. And so I think that's, that's a big thing that you need to be changing with the times 
So I think that's really important. And I think that's really exciting to see what the future has in store for us young folk, younger folk. (laughs) (laughs) So. Okay. So let's go to social media. Okay. What are you doing for social media and how are you leveraging social media to drive your business? Yeah. um, So I have a decent amount of following on Instagram and LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn a lot for business more, but I need to get better at it. And so as everyone knows the app TikTok, I need to start doing that too, because the beautiful thing about our generation is that we have so much power of the internet and anybody could really just have like that one star hit post, you know, and it can really just change your life. And so I think it's start. it's, I need to in- implement it more in 2022 of making sure I do content creation every month and see what I think my viewers or, you know, I followers would like to see more. Um, yeah. So I have a background in social media marketing that I did in Montecito, which is the city over from Santa Barbara in the same region. And I was oh, learning Montecito. a lot there. Yeah. And so I need, I just need to get better at implementing it. I haven't made it like a top priority, but I know once I start, that's going to be the thing that drives my business. That's going to be the main hub. And so I don't know what I'm waiting for, but we're going to start that today, hopefully. What's one of your biggest fears in your business right now? Mm, Well, I was thinking about this the other day. So I, I limited myself of door knocking, cold calling. I made like 50 cold calls. No one answered. Probably two people answered out of those, like out of a hundred people, two people probably answered and door knocking. I did one door and the guy looked at me weird and I never door knocked again. And so I think I was, I was more comfortable. And when I say that comfortable, so remember that, that keyword, I was more comfortable saying that I was scared of it and that that wasn't for me. Because if I fully submerge myself into doing like cold calling, door knocking, social media posts, ads, and I did everything that I know is like the key to success and I still didn't make it, I think that's what I was fearful of. Because I know I'm capable of doing all of this, but if I did all of that and I still was not successful, that would be my fear. And so I think I was more comfortable with being mediocre and blaming it on, you know, other people and my inability to door knock than it was like to be successful. And so I'm glad I finally came. I'm glad I didn't figure this out like a year down the line. I'm glad this was only like a five month, four month kind of like thought process that I got out of. So I'm excited to see what's next and how I can implement it better. And so, as I said, I'm door knocking tomorrow. And so I'll let you know how that one goes. I'm going to tell everyone about our new listing that we have coming up for this weekend. And yeah, so I'm excited to see. I'm, I'm hoping that it's a, a good turnout. And if not, I mean, it's the steps in the right direction, I think. So how are you holding yourself accountable? Um, I made flyers and I, <laughs> I, and I told myself that I have to knock on at least 50 doors tomorrow. And so I booked out the, the afternoon. And so if I don't do that and I end up going home and laying in bed and watching TikToks, then I know that that next, that night I'm going to be like, why did I not door knock? And so I don't want to, again, I don't want to be in my comfort bubble anymore. I don't, I wanted, you know, I started figuring out what was wrong with me and my business and in, in general. And so I don't want to be that same person if I've already figured that out. Cause then there's no excuse at that point that I wasn't aware of it, you know? Sure. So sure. yeah. How about you? Are you a door knocking or cold calling guy or how did you get your big break in real estate? So to say. Uh, my big break was all 
investing. It was mm-hmm. never on the front end. I, I do not like cold calling. I do not like door knocking. Mm-hmm. That is not on my agenda. Yeah. Um, my agenda is all digital. Mm-hmm. It's leveraging Facebook groups. It's leveraging my sphere of influence and database and leveraging entrepreneurs in and around my area. Like yeah. those are my people. Those are the people that I connect with. Those are the people that we I can swap war stories with, you know, talk about failures, talk about successes, talk about life in the trenches. Like yeah. that, that works for me. Mm-hmm. But that's me, right? Like that's the cool thing about real estate. You can have or build whatever business you want centered around you, especially today Yeah, compared to 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. You know, I talked to somebody a few days ago. He's been in real estate for 32 years and we had a very frank conversation. Hi. She's <laughs> part of my team. Hi. Oh, I thought Amazon was coming into your office. No, <laughs> um, we were talking about how real estate has changed over 32 years, mm-hmm. you know, and what it was like back in the day, quote unquote, 30 years ago versus what it's like today. And, you know, the the good news and the bad news is there was more opportunity than ever. And I think everyone's challenge in real estate is what do I focus on that's going to work for me? Yeah, completely. There's no magical solution, right? Like you may door knock for the next year and not have any success, but a door knock in 2023, you may be like, oh my God, finally, I got this $6.5 million listing. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Not unusual in Santa Barbara to have a high listing <laughs> like that. So yeah. um, you don't know. You have to, it's trial and error like anything. And I like what you said before about failure. Like it is true. I have failed way more than I've succeeded, but that is the point of life is to offer you contrast. So you know what you do want, you know what you don't want. Yeah. Right. And yeah. knowing what you don't want helps you create the path for what you do want. Completely. And, and it, in, that, I also, in that sense. Yeah. No, no. I, in, that, in that sense, that's how you're going to figure out what works for you is by doing it, right? Completely, like, yeah. The way it works, and being okay with it not working out, kind of thing. But you can't go into exactly. it with that mindset either. So that's the hard thing. No, and you don't have to go into it with that mindset. But I do think it's okay if you change your mind. Right? Yeah. Meaning, like, okay, I door knock for three months, and I'm just not into it. Because mm-hmm. here's the problem: if you're not into it the people on the other side of the door are going to know you're not into it and you're not doing anybody any favors. Yeah. So you either have to own it Mm -hmm. and show that you own it or you have to find something else that you want to do. Okay. Yeah, completely. Like that's how it works. If I'm going to go sell, like I used to own an LED lighting company, right? So if I'm going to go sell LED lighting products that are up and coming. It's the new technology, blah, 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 blah. Like I better be excited about it. I better own it. I better show enthusiasm. I better show a return on investment for the technology that I'm bringing to the table that maybe other people don't have yet. Mm-hmm. Right? It's no different for what you're doing, whether you're door knocking or cold calling or sending out direct mail or yeah. advertising on Facebook or jumping into local Facebook groups throughout Ventura County looking to serve Santa Barbara, Montecito and surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. All of that's relevant to what you're doing and how you're cultivating your business. And that's how I met you through the Facebook groups, the real estate mastermind, was it? Yep. 
Yeah, that was all you. So very kudos to you for reaching out and getting that base. And now look at us now. We're on a podcast together on each other's Facebooks. For me, I just got to put it out there and hope the admins don't shut it down, right? Like that's my biggest (laughs) objection. You know, once you get past that, I've, that's, look, I've interviewed, I think 160-ish real estate agents over four months, all from like two or three Facebook posts. Wow. Wow. So it's powerful. There's leverage there. There's amazingness there. And I've built some incredible relationships that will be long-term friendships, long-term partnerships, long-term resources for each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my goal is to connect that way with clients too, right? That's how the referral game works. Mm -hmm. Isn't it like we're all connected by three points or three people? It keeps going down, literally, right? It used to be six, then it was like three. Now it's like one. And pretty soon it's just going to be blockchain of all the people that we're friends with and how all those relationships came to be, you know? Like, it's interesting. Yeah, completely. Okay. Um, I want to be conscientious of your time and respectful. So a couple things. Number one, where can people find you if they want to reach out or they need a home in Santa Barbara or (laughs) whatever the case may be? Um, you can find me on social media or my email. I'm trying to think my social media is always Amanda Z Barba on all platforms. Thankfully they, they gave me that one. So I got one win on social medias. And so if you want to find me, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, it's always Amanda Z Barba. Okay. Awesome. My last question to you. Yeah. I know you are newer to this game of real estate, but what is something that you would like to share or pay forward to all of our professional peers out there. There's one thing they can take away, one golden nugget from this conversation with you. What do you want to share? Okay. I would say that you are so capable of anything you want. And the reason I say that is your dreams in real estate and in your life aren't going to make sense to anyone, only maybe like one or two people, if that. And so I would say you have to continuously push past that and see it for yourself. That's That would be my biggest takeaway. And so even when it gets hard, keep pushing because there's something on the other side. And I know people say that, but it is some truth to that statement. So that would be my one thing for everyone to take away with. I love it. Thanks, Amanda. Yeah. This has been fun. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'll look forward to catching up with you in the next six months to a year to see where you're at. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much again. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.